Hello, hello. Welcome to Connection Privé Podcast, where we go beyond networking and discuss the power of human connection with our guests. Today, I am speaking to Lucy, the co-director of Spiral Cellar. Yes, you're right. I'm talking about this beautiful underground cellar to impress your friends where you can stock hundreds of bottles of wine. Check them out. The website is pretty stunning. Um, they're quite spectacular, I have to say. I'm dream dreaming of one in my own house. Lucy, please listen. Um, but I'm speaking to Lucy, the, the, the CEO today. And I have to say, she was really enlightening me. Um, she's refreshing, passionate. She's created a business where people are proud to be working alongside herself and her husband. A business she managed with strength, but fairness. She has shared with me some amazing stories uh, on networking and how the importance of these human contacts for the business, but also in her day-to-day -day life, working with her husband, have been so important to her. Have a good listening and please share your comments at the end. Speak later. Welcome everyone. I'm delighted today, as I mentioned in my little recording, to welcome Lucy. Um, Lucy, I've just put a lovely little introduction about yourself. You're a wonderful entrepreneur, um, but I want to hear it in your own words. So would you mind just introducing who you are and tell me everything about the business you're working on at the moment? <laughs> Oh, okay. Hello. Uh, thank you, Clemence. Um, so I'm Lucy Hargreaves. I am the MD of Spiral Cellars. Um, it's a business I've been running for nearly 16 years now. And we install wine cellars into people's homes, mostly in the UK, but globally as well. Um, you may have seen one before. It's a, a hole in the ground with a, a trap door on the floor, it lifts up mm -hmm. and then you walk down a spiral staircase. Yes. So that's, that's my business. <laughs> Makes, this is what makes us dream when we uh, open design and, and, and sort of decoration magazine where we see some of the old cellar and we think, oh my gosh, I want one in my house. <laughs> I do get that when I bump into people and get chatting out and about and people say, what do you do? And like, they describe what it is and go, oh, I've seen those everywhere. I really want one of those. In fact, my husband's been lusting after one for years and we haven't got around to it yet. So yes, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. So how did you, um, I guess, you know, how did you get into this, this business, Lucy? Well, um, I did a degree in international marketing management. I went on to work for an agency in London and um, I was then asked by one of the clients to leave the agency and set up on my own. I ran my own small business for a few years and um, I got to a point where I needed a management accountant. And one day he came in, he did his monthly visit and um, he talked about this company that was for sale. Um, that one of his um, business link friends was selling on behalf of their client. And he talked about spiral sellers. Mm. Um, and I said, well, sounds fascinating, but I've got a business already, thank you. I don't need mm. another one. He said, no, but it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, right. So we got the information pack. And um, I, I was very interested in, at the time, uh, a business partner who was a trained architect. Um, and he and I decided, well, let's do it together, the three of us. So we pitched for it and um, we were chosen as the buyers. Mm -hmm. So that was um, 2004. My gosh, so um, just, a few, just a few years ago. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. And uh, I've loved every minute of it. And I oh. did, I have to confess, try to run both businesses at once. But after about two months, I said, no, can't do this. Far too much work. And this one's much more exciting. Oh. Um, so I closed the other side down and then focused on this. 
and haven't looked back since. Oh, bless. That's such a good story. Well, I think, you know, it's a really good uh, inspiration story. Um, and I just pick up on something that you say, because, you know, this podcast is something which is dear to, to me, is this power of human connection. Um, yeah. I know it's a bit of a buzzword at the moment. Everybody talks about it more now than ever before, obviously due to what we've been through and we're still going through with COVID and all the confinements and so on. Um, yes. But you mentioned that, was it your accountant who mentioned to you about this company? Was it? Yes. Exactly. Yes. So how well, typical right is that? At the right time, the right place at the right time. Exactly. And um, yeah, you, you never know how a chance little conversation of him telling me about what happened in his day before he heard about this then turned into what was probably going to be my career for over 20 years and I'm, I'm not giving up yet. <laughs> Incredible. Is he, is he still working with you, this gentleman, this person? <laughs> no, actually, he retired um, five, six years ago. Um, he was quite a bit older than me. And um, no, and uh, uh, my current husband actually uh, bought into the business and now we run it together. That's so good. That's so good. But that, that really is a good example of that power connection. You would not have perhaps had that discussion with him or, or you would not have had the chance to sit down with you on that day. Um, things could have mm -hmm. missed. And and again, it's, it's, um, this podcast is also to give a voice to, to people such as yourself to, to share stories like that, which you know sounds quite simple to you and I perhaps. But uh, you would not have had this conversation and digged into, give him a chance because you could have been yet another source person telling you another story, but you yeah. gave him a chance, you digged in, you looked into it. And now, as you said, you're a very happy CEO and an entrepreneur. Um, mm. And um, I, th I think, uh, I think it's, it's for me, in, in a business uh, point of view, it's, it's fascinating to hear the, all of these stories. <laughs> yes. What's um? What do you? I mean, and your husband? You say husband now is also your partner in the business. Uh, yes. Wow, how is that to work conjunctly with, it's, with your it husband? It's really well, actually. Um, we enjoy spending the time together because um, otherwise lives can be so busy and um, you're, you're, you're separate. But we do we we do get on well, obviously, um, and we've got very different skills. Um, okay, he's he's very creative. Um, and he's got great design skills um, and his background was um, retail consultancy um, and designing um, yeah, retail scenarios so mm -hmm. and, and my skills are very different um, I'm good at organizing and the marketing is obviously my strength so put the two together and we're actually a really good team Oh, such a good idea. And how do you keep that human connection on the on a personal life? I guess because you see your husband at work and you see my home. Um, yeah. How do you keep it and all alive? Working at home. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, there is a few moments of uh, the weekend. I say, come on, family time now. We don't need to talk about work. <laughs> happen too often. I think the problem is we're both very enthusiastic about what we do. So sometimes um, the, the work and the family life does merge a little bit too much, but um, it, it's down to passion rather than boredom yeah. <laughs> or stress. Yeah, a key word for me as well, passion, truly. And, mm. and I can feel it through your word and the... Uh, the enthusiasm behind every word you put when you when you talk about your business, I can really feel that passion, Lucy. So I'm sure it will it shine through. Um, you talk about family. Uh, do you have little ones? Yes, um, we have a 12 year old daughter yeah. um, who's at senior school now, and a five year old son. Oh gosh, that keeps you busy. <laughs> it does. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so how have you coped? You know, we talk about human connection, obviously uh, well-being and so on. 
The confinement, where do we start? March, big announcement, how did you take it? Um, not too badly, to be honest. I'm one of those people that I just get on with things. Um, whatever life throws at me, I, I find a way to work through it and get on with it. And I don't lie there stressing about it. I just, if I feel as I'm doing something, remedy it, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we just mucked in. Um, we both Mark and I worked at home very hard. Um, luckily, we had a live-in nanny, so the children could focus on their schoolwork. Whilst we had to focus on our business work, because otherwise there was a risk of business really suffering without anybody to lead it. Um, so yeah, we actually coped really well. Yeah, and how did you keep the human connection going during that time? So mainly on the business point of view. Um... We, we have Microsoft Teams um, throughout the whole company. Okay. Um, and we found that invaluable. People were just constantly on screen talking to each other as if they were in the office. Um, yeah, it, it's worked really well. And for outside of the organization, we have to use Zoom. Um, and I think it's really changed people's way of working. Yeah, um, true. I'm sure everybody believes this now. Um, but people aren't going to be going into the office as much and they're still achieving as much at home but i do think that human interaction is still very important and in fact um sort of as soon as the children went back to school i encouraged our staff to come into the office once or twice a week obviously socially distant desks are apart not not more than eight people in a 25 person office yeah (laughs) um and so they were all spaced out and we were just getting back into the rhythm of that of coming in a couple of days a week and now obviously we're back home again um, but we're used to it now let's face it we've all had six months of, of living with it so let's just get on with it is my yeah. attitude that's very true well we um we've approached we've had pretty much the same same approach um but uh, since recent announcements the the team uh, like yourself that expressed the wish to be together and we've carried on coming back to the office so with different sort of hours of arrival and departure and so yeah. on uh, but we we want to keep that connection and i and i hear you it works really well with microsoft zoom and so on i've invested in loads of technology which keeps us up to date and speaking every day um, but uh, i personally miss that quick eye contact with someone um, even yes. in my podcast you know when when you are in a room you can face someone you can see their hand movements um, you can see where they they emphasize some of the words it's changed completely the dynamic of a conversation yeah see communication is not just about what comes out of our mouths is it it's, yeah. it's about the body um, and uh, your hand gestures you, you can't see what I'm doing right now but I'm <laughs> pace, pacing around my hands are flying everywhere um, yeah. and you have no idea that's going on so <laughs> that, that is something that gets compromised with, with technology rather than face to face interaction no and that's interesting as a brand as well because I, I've, I'm, I'm a sucker of podcasts. I just listen to lo- loads of talks. Um, like yourself, I'm, I'm, I'm a mom of three and quite busy, always on the run. Was saying that my little one was home for two weeks because he had a case in his class, but he's just got back to school today. So I am overly excited. Um, I have to, I have to say, but you know, on my way uh, to meetings, so when I'm traveling in my car, I tend to put podcasts on, and I'm listening to various people, different background, different stories. Um, very often on that human connection and that sort of networking aspect. 
Um, and most of the thing I hear, and I completely relate to that, is like only companies and brands that create human connection are going to succeed. Um, and I and I and I'm sure you know you completely agree with that. And also yeah. with you because you have builders on the ground. Um, you have people okay. that they are your ambassador in the sense that they talk to your clients on a day to day. So they mm. need to be that personal face of Spiral Seller. Um, do you do you train these guys? How do you do you choose your the, the partners you work with? Um, well, when we recruit, um, they've got to be able to hold a, a conversation with with a high net worth individual, um, which um, to be fair does cut out quite a lot of me, the of the tradesmen. Oh. Um, but um, I've always taken the attitude: you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we do look for a higher caliber of employee um, on on site work, and um, yeah. They also are very passionate about what they're doing because they love the reaction they get when a customer has their summer finished, it's sat there, it's ready to fill with their treasured wine and they see that pleasure that they've just put upon that customer's face by doing a good job. That's so good. Um, yeah, and so they are very, very passionate about um, doing a good job, having the customer service, having a dialogue with the customers. They're not on site for long. It's between three and eight days. Oh, maximum. great. That's quick. Okay. So they don't have time to build up this long rapport with somebody. So they've got to make an impact quickly. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they appreciate that they're actually usually in somebody's home. They're still living in the house. Um, so they need to be courteous and be mindful. There's perhaps children around, animals, um, and they need to be considerate. So all those things thrown into the mix makes them... Um, yeah, have that good interaction with our customers. That must be really hard for the recruitment part, though, because uh, that's a that's a really big, important. It is. Yes. Uh, it, it's, we're such a niche business. Yeah. Um, we we never find anybody that's done anything like this before, so we do have to train them. Um, obviously, on all the technicalities, they need to have a certain level of skills from the job we're recruiting for. But yeah, it it, it is quite difficult, and uh, we make mistakes sometimes. You, you can't tell when you interview people, and um, not until they're doing the job do you know whether they're going to be any good at it. But um, mm. we've got a very good crew, and I, I sit very proudly sometimes when I'm perhaps doing a second interview with somebody, and one of my line managers has already done the first interview with the candidate. And he sits there and says, well, this is Lucy's business, but this, this really is Lucy's business. We work for Lucy. Oh, that's <laughs> um, so good. And it, it, I, sat, I sit there like a proud mother. Oh, yes, well, you, you should be. Oh, these are my, this is my sort of my work family, and um, you know, they enjoy what they do, and it's very rewarding to see your staff enjoy doing what they're doing. Um, what, what is your secret to make it, to make it so special for them? I just try and be a human, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think some people, and having experienced this in the past of my earlier career, people just do enjoy being on a bit of a power trip, don't they? Yes. And they like, they like the authority, and they like bossing people around. Um, they like to make themselves all very important, feel very important. But I actually just think, well, they're another human being, I'm another human being. Um, I have sort of quite good empathy, I think, and and just try and be um, nice to them, and, but fair. But people always know that if, if they step out of line, <laughs> I do complain on them, but I don't have to do it very often. <laughs> well, you, you, I have to, I have to put things in perspective, and I completely agree because I. Very lucky with my luxury PR agency, Clementine, to run your PR for the past few months. Um, and it is a great pleasure. And I have to say, when your st 
staff, when I mention your name to your staff, there's a real, yes, Lucy will be there. And, and I can tell there's a real respect. Um, <laughs> there's a real passion behind the business. In every people we've been speaking to at Spiral Seller, there's the, the passion and a little, little thing in their eyes when, when we mention new projects, which really get them excited. Um, and I don't have that with all clients. So I have honestly saying from the bottom of my heart, it is, it is that they shine through the, your entire business, but that comes from you. And, um, and you know, I, I love to hear that story because it's, uh, as, as, as you exactly say, all MDs are very different. And unfortunately on the back of COVID, I have heard some dramatic stories on how staff have been, uh, treated, uh, during that time. And, uh, now ask obviously not to come back on some industries. So yes, I think this, this, year has shown the worst and the best in, in, man in management. <laughs> yeah. And how do you share the task with your husband then for management? Are you more, are you more heading everyone and, or how do you split? Is it 50-50 in terms of management? Um, I probably do more of the managing, to be okay. honest. Um, Mark is very focused on, um, he's, his skill really is in the design element. So he's spending a lot of his time designing our Uber luxury wine rooms. I'm looking on some projects for some uh, very wealthy society clients at the moment. Mm -hmm. And that really absorbs all of his time. And that is what he is so good at. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I tend to focus on um, sort of more the, the spiral underground product range and making sure the staff are happy doing what they're doing and sort of adjusting our strategy mm -hmm. on a daily basis at the moment yes. with, oh, yes. with, with COVID and what that's throwing at us. Yep. Um, but yes, but I mean, when it comes to actually de deciding the, the bigger strategy of the business, he and I are very much doing it together. And um, with our management team, we've got seven uh, six other managers that have got their own departments and we all sit regularly and have, and have very thorough business discussions and so it's very much a team effort of deciding mm. what we're going to do moving forward mm. well let's uh, let's see what the future you know brings to us but i'm like yourself quite a positive person and i'm thinking if we adapt <laughs> we should be able to survive <laughs> Yes, we, we will. We will survive. <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, and, you know, talking about clients, you, you mentioned high, high network individual, which obviously, I guess you can't mention much, many names no. to this, to this <laughs> cast, but um, I'm intrigued because uh, to, just to go back on the networking and I guess of the success of your, of your business, how did you manage to build this network of amazing contacts, which are now your black book of contacts? They have people you've perhaps accessed their houses, you're probably still in touch with them. Um, how did, was that done gradually? Are you doing sort of networking every month? Um, Is it, um, how did you? Obviously, a lot of our business comes from our marketing activities. Okay. Um, but as you say, human interaction does change your path sometimes in life. And um, I think one of my, my most significant events probably is so around 2012, I was at a decanter wine tasting event. And uh, you walk around the room and you mingle and drink some wine. And um, mm -hmm. I was got, got talking to an interior designer that was mm -hmm. also there. And um, they were fascinated by what we do mm -hmm. and um, talked about one of their clients who was wanting a, a, a magnificent display piece in their home. Um, and um, it became sort of familiar with me that there are plenty of clients out there, these uber rich level, that want 
wanted a real design feature in the home that incorporated the wine. And we'd already elevated the spiral cellar product at that point from just a, a sort of a rough concrete wooden trap door item that went in the garage under a car, yeah. um, which is what it was like when I bought the business. Oh, really? Um, okay. And yes, during that sort of first... Um, eight years or so, we really turned it into a product that went into the heart of the home. Mm -hmm. So the glass trap door, something that you walk over and you look down and you're amazed by, wow. Mm -hmm. Um, And I realised that perhaps we needed to go a step further than that. Um, And um, so this interior designer sort of sparked off an idea for me that um, we should be designing walls and rooms as well. And um, so they gave us the opportunity to help them with their client's project. And uh, we started designing the rooms uh, and walls as well. So uh, that's when the, the wine really becomes part of the entertaining uh-huh. space, not just the floor of, but really alongside where you eat and drink. Um, so that, the, the, that side of the business grew from there. Amazing. Um, and yes, then um, my husband Mark came into business and his wealth of experience of doing design and retail um, has lent perfectly to us growing that side. And now we're working on design projects for very wealthy customers. Um, We're talking wine cellars that are at least £200,000 or more. Um, And um, it's becoming a real real significant part of our business. So now we're getting more and more people interested in those types of wine storage products. And uh, we're starting to make it a bit more accessible. Mm. So creating uh, the sort of wine gallery kits that we're doing whereas it's a, a more affordable product um so we've gone to the uber rich and now we're working our way back down more to the um to make it accessible for everybody so it's quite interesting that how just one event like that you meet somebody you think yes i can help you do this we know how to store wine and it evolves into another side of the business that's, that's incredible uh, and all of your clients rightly so now i guess is word word of mouth um uh, sort of a good recommend, recommendation yes. after yes. another and this is how the business has sort of grew over the years exactly yes yeah and and you you get somebody who comes to us and say oh my friend's got one and this other friend's got one and yeah. um there's so many yeah so many people that are yeah they go around to the houses for entertaining especially now we are allowed to do that still um <laughs> so much more entertaining going on at home i think that yeah. they think actually this is the time to get a wine cellar um i don't know when i'm going to be able to go to the shops next who knows what's coming around the corner no, no, at least if i've got my stash of wine at home um <laughs> i've got my own mini wine shop under my feet or along yeah. the wall so i'm happy <laughs> i know i i think it's the right time and funny enough in my in my street, which I am in Southwest London, um, most of the uh, local neighbors have actually started some work recently. I really think people are, are thinking of their house twice, and over the next twelve months, um, hopefully builders will be allowed to carry on with their work, which I'm sure they will. But you know, this is better than yeah, mine. Yeah. I guess for you more than ever and anyone else. But um, well, I think actually, uh, it's sad to say, but this. Couldn't be. It's not such a bad thing for us. We we've had a couple of customers that were sort of slightly teaching on the edge of whether they could afford a cellar in their budget of scheme of refurbishments or whatever. Okay. And before COVID, they said actually we're not going to do it. It's going to tip us over the edge. It's we're going to spend more money than we wanted. Um, and actually during lockdown, they contacted us and said no, changed our mind. We want it. We're definitely having one. <laughs> yeah, um, I relate to those people. <laughs> 
I quite like that story. No, I love that story. And at the moment I'm going up, I'm doing my love, not going down. But uh, when come that time, trust me, Lucy, yeah. you'll be my first point of call. So um, by default, I'm doing the seller. I've, I've enriched my wine selection um, and I'm looking at bigger wine fridge and cabinets before I do a seller. So I'm sure you can help me with that as well. We, we certainly do, yes. Oh bless! Are you um, in terms of so the, uh, so the, the sorry I'm losing the track there. I'm thinking of wine and I'm thinking, gosh, I have drunk far too much during these six months. So, so yeah, it's probably not not a good talk on this podcast. Um, well, that's another topic. But on, on on so your clientele networking. Do you? Oh, I guess in normal time, let's not talk about that at the moment because at the moment it's. Hopefully it's a bracket in life and we'll never yes. have to do it ever again. Yes. Um, but are you are you someone um, who loves going out? Are you happily yes. handing out business cards? And if so, oh, yes. how do you network? Yeah. Um, I go to quite a lot of wine tastings. Um, not Nothing to do with work, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I don't need to know an awful lot about wine, but um, I, I do love it and love discovering new wines. So, yes, I, I really enjoy going to tastings. Um, I'm a member of 67 Palmao, which is a great place to explore yes. wines and regularly go to tastings there. Oh, I'm so pleased that during lockdown, they've actually um, offered the service of sending you samples to your house and you can do the tasting through a Zoom call. Nice idea. Um, yeah. So, so that's been great. So, yes, I love doing things like that, um, going out to restaurants and and you never know who you bump into, do you? <laughs> no, exactly. But how do you break the ice? Um, and I tell you that because I was speaking to um, a, a, someone on a podcast recently who is quite introverted, I guess, and said to me, Clem, it might come easy for you to rock to a place and distribute your business cards and tell the world you run a luxury PR agency in London, which is quite glamorous, but uh, yeah. my job is in finance. And yes, I need to find new investor and investors for this project I'm working on, but it's not my cup of tea. I don't know how, where to start um so is it natural for you um i like smiling that helps okay that's a good one no that's true it's a good one and if my husband were on this call he'd say well she is blonde so (laughs) (laughs) oh thanks you mark yeah exactly um you know him you know that's the sort of thing he'd say um so um yeah honestly yeah just walking into rooms smiling looking approachable um, and just going up to somebody and saying, hello, I'm Lucy, and yes, introduce yourselves, what you do, or if there's a connection between what you do and the event. Um, yeah, it's it's not too difficult. You, I think, actually, I find in the past that you need to be in the swing of it. Yes. Because if you don't, if you don't do it for a while, you feel a bit rusty at it and you feel a bit more self-conscious. Mm-hmm, that's um, true. And then you have less confidence to go and just say, oh, whatever, I don't mind who I talk to. Uh, whereas if you do it more often, you, you get much more used to it and it's sort of like water off a duck's back, I think. Mm-hmm, I agree. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I go sometimes in fits and starts. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of going out, meeting people, chatting. And then I get to a point where, oh, God, I'm too exhausted. I need to spend some time just being a home bird. Um, And then I have a little break, but then go for it again later. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. But you you take the risk, you reach out, and clearly you need to make a bit of an effort sometimes, but it always pays off. Um, yes. and, and that's what I feel as well. So it's great to share, to share this, this point of view. Have you in your, in your career, and for those youngsters listening to us out there now, um, 
Have you met or randomly met? And I know we probably have to have a little think while I, while I keep talking, but have you met someone? So despite, uh, uh, you know, you mentioned your accountant who obviously introduced you to Spiral Seller Concept, you know, years ago, which yeah. was a really good story. But have you in your personal life or private life or career, sorry, um, met someone that has made a clear difference because you took a quote, you took some inspiration, you took... Um, uh, some learning and I learn from everyone and I'm learning from you again Lucy I think today every everything I do is is for the purpose of, of growing and be better um, have you have you had this sort of thoughts about a couple of people in, in the past you know years that you've been working yeah I think well about interior designer I mentioned yeah. helped sort of steer the business direction and gave me insight into what some different customer groups were needing so I think that was quite a significant um, sort of introduction um, I think in terms of sort of more on a personal level um, I've met some wonderful people in the wine world people like Tim Atkin Vincent Gaznier they're both good friends of mine mm-hmm. um, in fact Tim was I was delighted he did a sort of bit of a wine uh, tasting session at Mark and my wedding um, oh, so wow. that made it very special um, and oh, people nice. like that actually many years ago um, opened up my eyes to some of the wines in the world and have made a difference I used to be a bit of an anti-French wine drinker I have to confess and I'm sure people just how think, dare oh, you God, what the hell are you talking about <laughs> how could you say that but in my naivety and my youth I will confess that at that age, you can't afford to spend decent money on wine. Um, you're trying to make your income stretch. And I never found affordable French wine that I enjoyed. It's not until you get a bit older and you earn a bit more money that you can actually afford to splash out a bit. And that's when you really find the really lovely French wines to drink. So it's people like Vincent, actually, he introduced me into some really lovely French wines when I was able to afford them a bit more. And um, so actually, Mark, my husband, when I met him, he swooned me with a Cote Rotie on one of our earlier dates that he had in his cellar. Yeah. And um, it, it sort of, it definitely turned my opinion of enjoying French wine. So it's things like that, that when you meet people yes. and, and they can influence your your taste, exactly. um, they're quite memorable. Exactly. But that's what matters it, is, is taking that risk. You know, you, you took the risk of trying new things as well and listening to yeah. people you trust. And uh, um, and I'm glad you're liking French wine now, Lucy. <laughs> I am, I am. <laughs> What do you um, what do you drink, Deras? What's your what's your sort of if you had to have a glass of wine a day? What would be your country or, or sort of style of wine? I do have quite a few. It'd be very hard to pin it down to one. Really? Um, I mentioned the Cobra tea. That is probably one of my favourite French wines. Okay. Um, I do like uh, a lovely Italian Chardonnay. Okay. Um, Chivaro is the favourite one. Mm-hmm. I love big, full-bodied red. Um, uh, Cabernet Sauvignons from um, from Napa, yeah, um, Sonoma. Um, yes, I've, I've got quite a, a variety of and, and good South African Chardonnays as well. Mm. Um, there's some great wine coming out of South Africa at the moment. Oh, so yes, I have a, I have a, a selection that are my favourite. That's so good. And you know, it's funny because all the wine I was taking notes, smiling because all the wine you've mentioned. Um, 
don't know if you've seen the result from you talk about decanter being uh, decanter magazine decanter event yeah. they've just announced their decanter awards uh, the results uh, a couple of days ago and most of the wine and country you've mentioned have been granted golden medal at uh, most of them. <laughs> so here we go you... too many people snap them up before I can buy them yeah exactly <laughs> I'll send you a link um, of my little tip so you can build your, your next seller did you just say earlier on the conversation that you do not have one of your seller at home did I hear that right well we moved house ah um, okay uh, yes a year or so ago and um, we're doing a few bits of work before we put the seller in okay um, but we have got one well we're going to put two in eventually of course Ooh, nice <laughs> um, and we are just about to put one in um, in November um, it's a pretty large one Okay. Um, so yes, that's that's going in very soon. So at the moment, um, yeah, we 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 are struggling with our capacity of what we can store in, <laughs> in our Eurocars. Um, but that's the trouble when you move house; you can't oh, do everything yes. at once, and certain things have to happen first in terms of making space work. No, no, so, absolutely. Yes, we, we were nearly there now. Lucy, thank you so much again for, for giving me the time today. A little bit more than I thought, but actually the conversation was flowing very naturally. I hope all the listeners will take on the same, uh, as many as learning as I have uh, taken from this conversation. Love your style of management, you know, being nice, being fair. Nobody resonates. It resonates to me and I'm, and I, I'm learning from that as well. And I think a lot will, will do. Um, and I guess, Lucy, if people want to get in touch, do you have a, a so for professional um, and also personal, perhaps? I don't know if you are on social. Do you use social media for, for yourself? Um, I use uh, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I would say I'm particularly worth following. <laughs> uh, but uh, professionally, we have a Spiral Sellers Instagram page, which is much more interesting. Okay. Um, and a Facebook page too, so they're, they're always good good to follow. Very good. Um, but yes, yeah, just just send an email if anybody wants to ask anything um, more specific. Um, yes, we have email advertised on our website, so please do. Yes, very I'd good. Be happy and to help. would it be surprised if you have a queue of people wanting to apply for a job as well? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Lucy. We will be in touch. And thanks again for your time. Thank you, Clemence. Bye. See you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Connection Privé, a podcast produced by Clementine Communication PR Agency. This episode was mixed and edited by Chris Osborne. For more insightful interviews about networking and the power of human connection, make sure to subscribe to Connection Privé on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you like what you hear, please leave a review in the Apple Podcast Store or tell a friend about us. I'm your host, Clémence de Crécy, and I hope to see you again soon. À bientôt!